Hello, I'm Professor Flimflam. She's Wonko. We're without Dave this week. Everything's back to normal. Uh, nobody's going to sing, probably, in this episode. That's what and you think. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but we we are back to normal in all kinds of ways because this this actually feels like a um, a golden age episode. We've passed the the rift pretty much, and this is one against an army. Hi, friend. Hey, friend. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know that this is a lot of people's favourite episode, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I I think it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it's, a lot. It's got it's, a lot, it's got a lot going for it. No. <laughs> it's tropapalooza. Is what it oh, is. Oh, it's basically just like when my wife was describing it. She's like, "Is are you doing the three hundred episode this week?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <sighs> that's it. We're doing Xena versus the three hundred. This yeah. is New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, so yeah, one against an army. It does what it says in the tin, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's blocking off the, the pass at Thermopylae. It's uh, Xena's stopping the Persian army in its tracks and saving Athens and therefore civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is one against an army, not two, because we lose Gabrielle to the action quite early on. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to try... The last two weeks we've done a sort of thematic approach rather than a fully plot-based approach. Uh, yeah. And I think it's been good. So Yes. Um, I've not had any feedback <laughs> to that effect from the audience. But neither have I had any feedback that it's not good. So therefore, I will carry on as I wish. <clears throat> so We um, we wish. Oh, right, yes, let's, sorry. Let's I pretend forgot. it's a democracy. We'll pretend that. We'll pretend that I'm not in control, complete control of this podcast and you just follow along, mm. doing as you're told. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, so hopefully, hopefully you'll, you'll have seen already it's a shorter episode than last week's um, epic. Uh, well, I, I, last week's epic was our longest episode ever. Yeah. Including the episode where we had Goblin on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was very long for a number of reasons. Mm. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, last week I thought I had a great time last week. I yeah, thought it, was it was good. It was good. I, I learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a lot. I didn't know any of those things. Uh, I think that yeah. the addition of Dave was a, a genius move that I thought of. Um, yes, that was all your own work. Yeah. <laughs> Not copied <laughs> off my neighbor's paper, you know. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, that was that was really good. I've listened to the episode a few times all the way through, uh, and I'm interested mm. still all every time. Interested. Yeah, same, so, same. And I've gone back and watched the episode and spotted some of the things that that she talked about. And I also spotted a, a little bit of um, set design that I hadn't noticed previously. As as Gabrielle comes into um, Potadir, as she's singing the Beauty and the Beast song, or that you know uh-huh. the, the villagers are. There's an arch that she comes through, and the arch is the pattern of the the chakram, which yeah. I, I had not noticed before. So it is one of those episodes that's so visually rich, you you can genuinely watch it over and over again and keep yeah. spotting new things. It's got layers, Just, man. It's a lot of fun. It's like an ogre. Yeah. You mean ogre? Do you mean onion? I do mean oh, layers. It's got layers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that's one of those <laughs> jokes that works better in your accent than mine. <laughs> 
Scottish layers. work better in my accent because Scottish accents are inherently funnier. I then answer that. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so one against yeah. an army, right? So we're back to yeah. uh, Zena and Gabrielle made up at the end of last week, right? Um, mm. And now... Do you know, I think I know why this episode is so popular among so many people, right? Because it uses the number, I think, what was the number one fanfic trope of that era. Hurt comfort. Hurt comfort. (laughs) I feel like that is no longer a trope that is really popular in fanfic. No, not not as much, or not in fandoms that I've been active in or been a passive consumer of. That's right. I feel like fake dating... And, like, there's only one bed. Yes, just um, one bed. And, like, you know, friends to lovers. You know, these are the tropes that are really popular now. But back in Xena yeah. days, Co- where it was at... Coffee shop Yeah, your coffee shop you. Back in Xena days, where it was at was the heart comfort, right? I can't tell you how many fanfics yeah. I've read of Xena and Gabrielle holding up in a cave for the winter because mm-hmm. one of them has got a broken leg but is somehow still an expert lover with it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I've I have a lot of fanfics like exactly like that. So, <laughs> so this really it plays yeah. into what people liked at the time, you know. So a brief summary of the plot, right? Um, the Persians are attacking, and Xena um is the only one in the whole of Greece who can stop them. She has to stop them reaching Athens because. Uh, well, they, they, they beat the Spartans or something, and then because of that, Xena's like, no, if they reach Athens, the whole of Greece is lost. Um, because so t- she has the to Spartans stop are pretty tough and the, and the Athenians are effete softies. That, that, that is true, actually. <laughs> That's historically <laughs> accurate. Um, yeah. So, uh, Xena showing a bit of patriotism that hitherto unsuspected. Uh, decides that she needs to save Athens from the Persians. Um, Mm. And that's what she does, right? Basically, that's the plot. So she's got a plan to uh, block off the pass at place I can't pronounce. What was it? Thermopylae. Yeah, so that's that's historically accurate as well, right? Yeah. Well, it it was in the movie 300. Well, Um, it's, it's written about by historians... Yeah. Contemporaneous <laughs> historians. Okay. Yeah. Um, but in the end, she doesn't actually have to do that. She just has to pretend to their Persian scout spy that it has happened. Yes. And yeah. that funnels them off in the direction that she wants, which is towards an armory that she used to have when she was. All these. She's got so many, like, weapons caches from when she was a warlord. This is, like, yet another one. Yeah, th- this is another trope as well. This is something we <laughs> got a lot in fan fiction at, at, at the time. Yeah, that's true. Back when I was a warlord, I had a weapons cache over there. Yeah, wherever they were, wherever they ran into trouble, you could be sure that there was a, an armory yeah. in a cave or under a tree or yeah. somewhere very, so this, very close at hand. This armory is just a big shed where it seems that anyone can walk into it any time and it's not hidden or anything. And yet all these many expensive weapons are still there three years, it, four years later. Yeah, and isn't it in a town that's been occupied by the militia very recently and they've completely failed to notice it? Yep. So, (laughs) whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, Uh, plot, plot, plot. (laughs) 
But Gabrielle can't fight, you know. You would expect her to be fighting with her. She expected to be two against an army, but it's not, right? Because Gabrielle mm-hmm. got hit by an arrow very early in the episode. Yeah. And it's a poisoned arrow. And so she is, for the entire episode, slowly dying. Because... And and Xena is very anxious to get her away. So to somewhere let's where go have to an somewhere antidote. where there is, where yeah. there'll be medicine, where there'll be an antidote. And, yeah. and Gabrielle is the, the voice of Gabrielle's being no self-sacrifice. Really. Gabrielle's yeah. being Jiminy Cricket. Exactly. And it's like, but what about Athens? And she's like, I don't give a fuck about Athens. And I'm like, me neither. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, but in the end, Gabrielle doesn't die, in case anyone's not seen the episode. Spoilers, Gabrielle's not dead. Not sad. Yay. So, yeah. so there you go, that's very, the plot. It's very moving. There are lots of very moving scenes. There are lots, there's lots of, um, kind of c- confessions of... Undying love. Uh, of, of undi- literally undying love. <laughs> and, you know, see you on, see you on the other side. We'll be together. Yeah. Um, but, but lots of very, very heartfelt conversations and, and teary eyes and clasped hands and all that, all that shit. Your hair stroking, all that kind of stuff, all that yeah. gay shit. All that's missing was the kiss. It's very gay. Yeah. It is really, it's a really gay episode, yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I want to talk about was the structure of the episode. So we'll do okay. that. We can do that now because yeah, you've kind of brought it now. up, right? What I find, one of the things I find interesting about this episode is uh, once we get into the armory, how it seems to be structured as like a series of vignettes rather than a continuous plot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I find that um, interesting. I can't think of another episode that's like that. Um, no, it almost feels, because Gabrielle, Gabrielle gets a bit feverish with this yeah. poison and it's almost like we're drifting in and out of things as Gabrielle sees them. It's not seen from her point yeah. of view, but that's kind of the feeling we get. We have a, a conversation or a little bit of action and then time drifts and yeah. we jump in again. It's a bit like that, I think. Yeah, and like while they're waiting for the army to attack, it seems to go on for quite a long time, this waiting. Yeah. You know? Uh, like you get to the armory and you're sort of expecting action to progress, but it sort of doesn't because what happens is that Xena prepares for the fight, Xena paces, Xena talks to Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle goes delirious, um, and there's a lot, there's an Z- awful Zena lot. Xena prepares of, another booby trap. Yeah, and then Z- uh, Gabrielle has a prophetic dream. That's an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, so we, uh, when she when she starts going a bit delirious. She repeats her lines from from the very first episode yeah. that you, you've got to take me with you. Don't leave me here. You've got to take me with you. Um, and she and she adds in a couple of lines. She she says I've I've spoken with philosophers. I've studied the stars, um, and I, I have the gift of prophecy. So well, that's yeah. that's new. That's <laughs> new. Um, and then we have a a little fake out. We 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 see the the shutters shaking we hear the drums of of uh, an approach at the drum beats the drumming hoof beats you know what i mean yeah um of the approaching army yeah that thank you <laughs> uh, the coconut shells <laughs> uh so we know we know what's coming and we see the beginning of the fight and Zena cut someone's throat we see these quite distinctive moves and then someone a guy drops through the roof and cut Zena's throat, and at that moment, Gabrielle wakes up, and it was all a dream. Yeah. Sadly, she is still dying, so <laughs> yeah. it wasn't wasn't that you know that long a dream. But 
So she ha- she does have this dream which does turn out to be prophetic. So she warns Zena about this guy coming through the roof in a in a pro- prophecy kind of way. Beware a man with a double edged sword. And Zena's like, what? She says, oh, the guy, a guy comes through the roof. He's gonna he's gonna cut your throat. Watch mm. out. Just just careful. <laughs> just mind just mind out for him. Is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and yeah. the thing but it, it does happen exactly like that. Yeah. It's almost as if they've used the same scenes for <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the prophecy and the, and the actual they, action. They shot it once. Yeah. Um, Reused. But, but this time Zena doesn't get her throat cut because she knows it's coming, right? She's expecting yes. it. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like that uh, sort of vaguely dreamlike aspect of yeah. the episode. Um, it was interesting the way it changed the pace of what had been clipping along yeah. at a fairly decent rate, and then it seemed yeah. to slow down to a to a bit of a crawl. Um, but I didn't mind it because that's when we had the whole that 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 whole bit in the middle is All the, the juicy part, you know. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's the juicy bit, and you know? and also it you know is it's a siege kind of situation, and and you're waiting. Yeah, and it's the you're kind of keyed up. Because it could be at any moment, but it's not at any moment. So you just have this ongoing, yeah, kind of sustained. Uh, it's it's it's, ne- it's nearly here, and in the meantime, Zena's. No, I'm going to do the right thing. No, the right thing is to take you to a to a healer. It's like, so she's kind goods. of having this, yeah, internal and external debate about what mm-hmm. what the right thing is to do for for Gabrielle. Speaking of the greater good, I mean, this is basically like the greater good redux, isn't it? It's flipped from the it? other yeah. point of view. Um, yeah, Gabrielle, back in the greater good, had to make make the decision to save Zena or save the the people or whatever. Save Salmonius's yeah, save Salmonius's scam. <laughs> save Salmonius's Perrier water scam. <laughs> yeah, soda stream business. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Man. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and then she beat up a tree. There's no trees for Zena to beat up, unfortunately, right? So no, but there's three hundred Persians. So yeah, you know, that, that's thought, okay. Did you just say, say three hundred virgins? I don't think we can make no, that. I said, I said Persians. Okay, she works out her her frustration on three hundred virgins. Three hundred French cars. Got it right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, so yeah, the, like I said, the the juicy bits in the middle. That's when all the relationshipy stuff goes, and that's one of the things I want to talk about yeah. is like the relationshipy stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So obviously, the they need to like rehabilitate their relationship a bit in the back half of the season, um, yeah. because you know while they've made up last week, there are still some lingering things which I think are foreshadowed in this episode. Oh, in the um, there's that. From queer to eternity scene where they're rolling around on the beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there are still some uh, threads, I think. Yes, which are yeah. I think foreshadowed in this episode, right? So, like, example, when mm. Gabrielle is nearly dead, or are there about the battle's about to start, and she decides to bring up China, <laughs> and it. Bit of a, uh, I think a bit of a continuity editor. She says China, and I don't think yeah. anyone has ever said China before. No, I it's think always been all Chin. Chin. Uh, yeah. So she brings up China, and that's the thing that's on her mind, you know, about China. I never meant to hurt you, 
Uh, and Zena's a bit confused. Like, why the fuck are you bringing up China now? Like, we've dealt with this. Come on. Yeah, we've dealt with this. On. I actually went and looked at the production schedule to see if this was filmed before. Mm. If this was actually supposed to be before Maternal Instincts. Sweet. Um, oh, okay. I was I was seeing whether it was actually meant to be before that because, like, you'd think there was that something had superseded China. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> thinking about it, it's not. It was always intended to be after, or at least it was filmed after, right? So, mm. but thinking about it, why is she think bringing up China? Because there's still something left on. There is one thing that has been left unsaid. There's still one secret. Yeah. You'll find out in a few episodes' time if you've not forgotten. Okay. If okay. you've forgotten. I have, I have forgotten. There is, there is still a secret okay. about China that she's not revealed to Zina yet, which is... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Pl- clearly still playing on her mind. Yeah, and that's why she's bringing up China. So uh, we'll come to that in the episode called, I believe, Forget Me Not. Yeah. Uh, a rare example of a clip show that actually has thematic resonance for the whole season. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I think so, the only one that, that does... The only one that actually introduces new information. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, It's yeah. not my favourite episode, actually, but at least it still does introduce new information. Forget me not. Yeah. Mm. I, I, yeah. I like almost all the clip shows better. Obviously not the first one. Yeah. <laughs> But most of the other <laughs> clip shows are are entertaining in their own way. Uh, but this one, this clip show, when we come to it, it actually introduces new information. So, yeah. um, anyway, so, but yeah, so I think that's a good bit of foreshadowing for the future, if it was indeed intentional. Well spotted. I I hadn't yeah. I hadn't picked picked up on that. Yeah. Mm. Um, unlike God, all of the it's like a lot of the sort sort of like classic gay lines. The classic Zena and Gabrielle gay lines. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, even in death, Gabrielle, my, I will never leave you. Which I believe my, is source. true. When I reach down, when I reach down in, inside myself and do things that I don't think I, are possible, I, that, that it's because of you. Don't you know that by now? <gasps> don't you know that? that don't you know that by now? Gabrielle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like and yeah, the, one of the one of the lines that I've that's always stuck with me is quite near when we think Gabrielle is or when they think Gabrielle is going to die, and Zena's angsting about it, and yeah. and Gabrielle says, "A long time ago, I accepted that this this would might be the consequence of our life together," and I thought I think the way that line is written is great because it's not. I I always knew this was something that I that might happen because I was traveling with you. Yeah. It's not it, it, it's it's because I'm with you that I'm in danger. It's this is our life together and I think that's yeah. a really nice distinction. Yeah, because it makes it seem like more of our choice, you know. Yeah. And the whole thing is her choice, right? If she and, said and to Zena and, and it's gayer as well. Our life yeah. together is is very yeah. gay. The whole thing is her choice anyway, like whether she lives or dies yeah. is completely her choice. If she said to Zena, take me to an antidote, Zena would like fucking take her to an antidote, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> find me an antidote. Um oh that bit when Zena goes into the medicine hut that's been trashed by the Persians mm. and and yeah. is looking for the thing and then she brings out the, the smashed the bottle, bottle man. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. I just ran out of time. Yeah. I know that's when she that's when she um coughing oh, up blood like a 
Bronte heroine. Coughing up blood like she's in the Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So much. Uh, you know, you know, when you know that it works out okay, angst is so good. Yes. You know? And like, but yeah, angst, so th- this is where they're facing this, this a problem has got together. And, and angst. And, yeah. And it's, it's got a bit of comedy as well. And when I said right at the beginning, we're, we're back into familiar territory. This is another golden age episode. <laughs> because, and we know they're okay after all the drama and literal song and dance last week. <laughs> Because they start with Gabrielle trying to do a Xena thing and fucking it up. Yeah. And going, no, I can do this. I can one. totally do this. So, uh, so it's it's a really nice beginning. And and you, although it does kind of wrong foot you because you think, oh, we're going to have a nice light episode after all the <laughs> trauma they've put us through recently. <laughs> but nope. I kind of like that they don't. I, I kind of like that, okay, we get that moment of lightheartedness and then we get this serious storyline where things are tested a bit yeah that uh, you know Zena's conscience is tested and Gabrielle's will to do the right thing by the Athenians and to have Zena do the right thing yeah did you see it, all, did, all of that is tested did you see wrong fruit as a hilarious joke <laughs> no I didn't <laughs> how this accident occurs is by Gabrielle starting yes, to flip on the wrong foot it's Whoa. the wrong foot, Gromit, and it's gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that was great. And it, it sort of causes a chain of... Uh, it's, a, it's a whole chain of... Um, yeah. Errors that, so, that that stretch from that. Like, if she didn't have... If she wasn't... Uh, she didn't have a, a sprained ankle, then she wouldn't have been on the horse. If she wasn't on the horse, then she wouldn't have got shot. Um, you know, yeah. so... Yeah, it's interesting. All for the want of a horseshoe nail. No, that's not <laughs> I get kind of obsessed with um, sometimes thinking about, like, when I'm driving, I think, um, if I had a crash now, <laughs> if I crash my car now, uh, and I think about all of the small decisions that were made that day... That led to that. That would have led to that. Uh, and then um, I think it's about... It's turn left, isn't it? It's yeah. the Donna Noble classic, turn left. Yeah. And then I think about the person in the other car and all the small decisions that they'd made. And if any of us had made a slightly, di- if either of us had made a slightly different small decision, this wouldn't have ha- happened. Um, and and in fact, it doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen because I've never, I've never had a, a head-on collision with someone. You see, um, that's one of the differences <laughs> between you and me. You think that about car crash that that isn't even happening. I think that about the the night I met my wife, oh. my now wife, uh-huh. and all the little things that. I, I nearly didn't go out that evening. I nearly left earlier in the evening. I, I then I did leave and I forgot something. I had to go back for it. So all and all those little things. Yeah. So I I think that I about, might start thinking that about how I met my wife now. Nice things. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, how I met my wife was online uh, through writing fanfic mm. for a TV show that I had never seen. So <laughs> I had at that point never seen. I just read some of the fanfic on Ralphs.com. So really, yeah, you you really had to grasp at <laughs> them slash couples. And <laughs> you did, yeah. I've only seen Xena and um, Brookside, where Beth Jordash dies. So I, yeah. had to, I had to find another fandom. So I can thank my life's happiness. I can pin it on. 
Rachel, the webmaster, webmistress of Ralph's.com. Thanks very much. <laughs> You're not listening, but thanks anyway. Yeah, nice work. Yeah. Anyway, so, okay. So Zena Gabrielle's relationship, as we can see, very clearly on the mend, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing this episode is really known for, I think, is the action scenes. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, it is 300, <laughs> you know. Did, did you count so, them? <laughs> what? How many How many persons she kills? No. Yeah. It's not 300, but like, it's the... Well, it's not, because quite a lot of them run away. <laughs> yeah. And this is just an advanced party anyway. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So her plan basically is to essentially scare them off um, mm. by uh, fighting like a motherfucker. <laughs> She does fight like a motherfucker. Yeah. Why they all she does come do that. to this? Why they all come to this little hut? I don't actually because, know. Because that's where that's where she's. Because that's, that's where, where she, she told Spidey to to take them. Well, I mean, she said, "Oh, the pass is blocked, uh, and that'll lead you through this. That'll make them go through this village where there's the militia, blah blah." blah. But the militia's not there, and and they'd already been there, so <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like the point no, is, I, I don't. I don't think they had been there. I think they said the militia's left. Oh yeah, the and militia torched everything, it. so the they don't. Destroyed it. You know, they burnt, burnt right, the crops, yeah. all that kind got of stuff. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, salt the earth. Got it. Understood. Yeah. Um. Okay. So lots of fight, fight, fight in this episode, right? And like we get to see, yeah. which is unusual, we get to see Zena, um, sort of preparing for yeah. a battle an upcoming battle because normally Xena just drops in on a battle or she has to like improvise on the on the fly mm. and that's yeah. and she likes to improvise on the fly that's why she'll like fight with fish and fry gets her creative and juices going gets her juices going yeah can't cook with them though um <laughs> as, as previously discussed <laughs> yeah um <laughs> but yeah there's so this episode is really really violent i'm pretty sure this episode was um quite badly hacked up when I first saw it. Yeah. Because they used to show this at like four in the afternoon. She's she's just on the right side of feral, isn't she? Oh, she she goes absolutely feral. Like at the end when she's finally finished killing them all and she goes, turn back, there are thousands more like me. And like she's got that crazy eyes look. Yeah. And that, that literally there's no one... There's no one like There's you, Zena. There's no one quite like Zena. You said no one would sing. Damn it. <laughs> I can't help myself. I know. You're sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm always yeah, surprised so you never brought the ukulele down to go with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> who's nearer? <laughs> anyway, you can't sing and yeah. kazoo at the same time, though, can you? No. Yeah. I'll work on that. It's a party trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and also the bit where she's got like um spy spy McSpy face, and yeah. she finds him, she finds him in the in the battle, and he's trying to kill Gabrielle, and she's like, "Fuck you, fuck you, I'm a goose." I'm she a is very like that. She is very yeah. like that. But she gets him right, and like this line that she gives him, I'm going to let you die quicker, but with much more pain. Mm. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's... I think um, that's entirely fair and reasonable. Yeah. But um, 
here's the thing, right? Even in the midst of all this fight, 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 she's still so smart, right? Because, like, the yeah. arrow that she catches in midair, and then she's like, oh, poison. I'm going to deliberately poison you and see what happens. Because, like, logically, yeah. if all these archers are carrying poisoned tips, they're also mm. going to be carrying the antidote in case of accidental exposure or cuts or whatever. Yeah. And so she just wait, lets him go get the antidote for her. Crawl to the antidote and then and yoinks like, it off him. Oh, someone's got my girlfriend's antidote. Well, yeah. die now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we don't see him again. We assume he just yeah, dies all, unpleasantly. Yeah, good. Good. Oh, yeah, he absolutely. deserves it. Absolutely. What a yeah, bad things should happen to bad people. Yeah, bad things should happen to bad people. I agree. If only that were the case. Yeah. In the real world. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, so, yeah, the whole fight scene is amazing. Like, it goes on for a really yeah. long time, like, a, a much longer time than um, than most Xena fight scenes. And, yeah, like, all the music is so good in it, like, the Xena, the Xena feral fight uh, it's music. The proper, it's the proper yeah. fight music. Yes. And I, it, there's not much on physics in it. It is mostly, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, it's kung fu kind of stuff, so it's yeah. it's over the top, but it's but it's not the crazy stuff, with almost the exception of some sort of pole vaulty kind of stuff she does with a spear. With that has a really annoying boing. sound effect, going <laughs> on. I think didn't need that here. Unnecessary boy didn't hit the right tone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that, before that's... the the proper fight music had come in, though. You know. Like when they they get at one point they get her on the ground and they're like beating her and then she leaps up. Oh, and that's when yeah, that's it. So as soon as she hits the deck, as soon as they actually strike a blow, she's like, "Nope, not having that." Yeah, and is galvanized into um, battle battle mode. Covered in zinc. (laughs) 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 So yeah, Uh, and then when she does get rid of them all. You know, she saves Greece. Yeah. <laughs> um, she needs to take mate, send a runner to Athens to tell them about it. Because <laughs> they met that guy at the start, right? What's yeah, that, yeah they meet, the she meets Phidippides at yeah. the start. Says, oh, make, make sure you, you know, take plenty of rest because, you know, run like that could kill you. You could die, on a, you could <laughs> die after on a run like this. Run like that could kill I, you in this heat. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he heard me. <laughs> Poor old Fidipides. Oh yeah, what a twat. <laughs> he needed to stop. He needed to like stop at a few more of those like juice stations. That yeah, they have. yeah, gel, gel stations. Gel stations. <laughs> yeah. Take, we should have take all the jelly babies. Take all the jelly babies that are offered you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Okay. So we so we get some. We've got some actual history. We've we've got. Yeah, sorry. The Persians, we've got the pass at Thermopylae, we've got Phidippides, and then we've got... Um, the insertion of Xena into history. That's what all these good episodes yeah. are, you know? The insertion of Xena yeah. into history history or myth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not you, Ulysses. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fuck off, Ulysses. <laughs> Prick. Mm. Ugh. Um, yeah, so that's one of the things that makes it a classic episode. You know? So there's so many things. Xena and yeah. Gabrielle... Uh, relationship back on track. We've got the comedy, we've got the drama, we've got the angst, we've got the fight, we've got the um, mythical insertions. Xena being inserted <laughs> into history. 
Ah, that sounds gross. Insertions. Insertions. Yeah. <laughs> so this all adds up to make it a cracking 10 out of 10 episode. Do you agree? I do agree. Yes. I do agree. And the one other, that uh, when you're saying those those heart-to-heart moments, we've got all those classic lines. There's, there's one that we missed. Which is? We started talking about uh, when Gabrielle's delirious and she said, take, take me with you. You, 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 you got you to gotta take me with you. Don't leave me and put it here. And um, and she, she she it has this extra bit about stars and philosophers and gift of prophecy, um, but then she goes back to the original script and says, "I I want to be like you, I I, I just want to be like you." And and Zena chokes and says, "I want to be like you." <laughs> that's you a, that's a good I moment. I want to be like you. Ooh, ooh. yeah. <laughs> That's a good And that, good that's line. a really sweet moment that I've just ruined by inserting the jungle book into it. Yeah. Yay! It's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, 10 out of 10. I was, oh, nice. I was so happy to be past all the the rift arc. Yeah. Love the bittersweet because it was so different and so extra. Yeah. Um but it's really nice to get back to this kind of episode and to see them continue to heal. Yep. Yeah. Therefore. So. Oh, and also, don't forget, Xena still owes her a pair of boots. She does. That's a very important return to the beginning yeah. there. Yeah. That's a sweet end, actually, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're both just knackered. So Gabrielle's had her uh, antidote, antidote and Xena's just given everything in this, this colossal fight. And they both just kind of flopped out on the sack of grain or whatever it is. Just going, oh, you still owe me some boots. So, yeah, whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> sweet. Hashtag they're married. Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. <totally. laughs> All right, then. So, so next 10 week. out of 10 is, is Bard's Eye View. Yeah. Where, where are we next week? Well, I went to look it up because I'd forgotten the episode that comes up next week. Next week is uh, the episode called Forgiven. Uh, and I remember being annoyed by this episode because it's got an annoying kid in it. And her name's Tara, which to me is oh, a dog's no. name. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, God, I thought I thought Tara came in in the next season. No. Oh, that's really next annoying. Episode, alas. Because she... Um, she does she yeah. hang around for a bit, or she? No, or she just comes the one episode. She's a one episode. Okay, a one episode wonder. This girl, uh, thankfully, because okay. she's so annoying, right? Because to me, Tara, as I said, mm. is a dog's name. That was my granny's Jack Russell's name, and she's just like a Jack Russell. This fucking kid. <laughs> she is actually. She's she's feisty, isn't she? <laughs> is that what we want to call? Anyway, it? we'll we'll talk. We'll we'll meet we'll meet Tara next week and, and talk about yeah. her then. And big um, exciting news. Yeah. If the RMT union allows. Yes. Next week's episode of Bard's Eye View is going to be recorded live. No, they're all like, what I mean is we're going to be in the same room. Going to be we in the are. same room. Because I'm going to get, so, yeah, gonna get my flan friend up for the first time since Woo! 2019. 2019? Wow, is it? Yeah, it must be. I think so. I think I October think 2019 be. was when you last visited us. And obviously pandemic so and all long. that it has not occurred yeah. since then. So... It's happening, lads. It's happening. As uh, yeah, as long as say, as long as the rail strike. Is... <laughs> as long as it's as long as it's not a rail strike that day. So yeah, obviously solidarity yeah. with the unions. 
Yeah, absolutely. Fuck the government. Fuck the Tories. If it doesn't happen, it's the Tories' fault, not the unions' So. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. Completely. I'll I'll be disappointed, but absolutely 100%. Yeah. With um, With strikers and, of course, jorts. Cross a picket line. (laughs) And jorts, yeah. Yeah. The king of the strikers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So look forward to look forward to that. There'll either be giddy mayhem or sullen disappointment, depending (laughs) on what's happened with the trains. (laughs) We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review but only if it's a good one. Bye!